With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Going to come back to the near side, pick six. But see that Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. Shout out Calvin Turner. Cole, you want to tell us what happened with him? Oh yeah, so today Calvin Turner and Cedric Bird got drafted into the XFL. Uh, Turner got drafted by the San Antonio Brahmas. I don't even know what that is. It sounds like Brudas, so it's close, I guess. Perfect. And uh, Bird's with the Houston Roughnecks. All right. Wow. You love to see it. Yeah. Good for Hawaii. Fantastic. All right, let's talk about what surprised us from this pretty chaotic in the Pac-12 week ago. You surprised? <laughs> surprised, Eddie? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. All right, let's hear it. Colt, you want to go first? Yeah, I got it. UConn is bowl eligible for the first time since 2015. Let's go! Like, how did that happen? So Jim Mora has taken a team that went 1-11 last year they weren't too hot the previous years before that either. And he made them actually a competent group of five team that I have in the group of five top 25. Yeah, that was the one I had written down as well for my surprise. But wow. also got to talk about U of A going on the road and beating then 12th ranked UCLA. Yeah, We're not used to seeing some cannibalism late in the season in the Pac-12. Like Washington going on the road and beating Oregon was surprising but not earth-shattering. This one came out of nowhere. It was very surprised to see U of A get the win, and they held UCLA to under 30 points, which is a huge deal because basically nobody has been able to do that this year, and the worst defense in the conference was the defense that was able to kind of slow down the Bruins. So that's a huge win for U of A, and there is still a path for them to be uh, bowl eligible. Yeah, that was a pretty unbelievable finish. That was mine as well. Arizona takes down UCLA. Um, but, I mean, yeah, got to shout out Washington as well. That was a pretty unreal performance uh, by the Huskies to get that done on the road. But, uh, yeah, let's jump from our surprises, and we'll talk about who is eating their Wheaties in the Pac-12. Better get your whole grain. I bet eat my Wheaties. All right, Colt, not a gymnastics star this week from you, but what, not Wheaties, who is eating their turkey leg? Because uh, we, we actually haven't highlighted that yet. This is our Thanksgiving special, this episode is, because Colt will not be with us next week. So we figured, hey, why not do the Thanksgiving festivities? So actually, Colt, who is eating their turkey leg? Man, I wish I could give this one to Livia again, but I can't because Jacob Manu deserves it. He's the Arizona linebacker and Pac-12 freshman of the week. He had 10 tackles and a pass breakup, but just part of this collective Arizona defense that we've been ripping on all season that actually came up clutch, stifled DTR, and got a win versus UCLA. That was their first ranked win since 2018. It's pretty wow. impressive. Yeah, huge deal. 
I'm going to go with Oregon wide receiver Troy Franklin, despite the Oregon loss to Washington that pretty much knocked them out of the playoff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Troy Franklin was fantastic. 28 yards per catch, five receptions for 139 yards, a touchdown along a 67 yards. Oregon, they're so spoiled when it comes to having these talented wide receivers. So he uh, was just another one of many great Oregon wide receiver performers this year. Yeah, uh, Michael Penix Jr. I mean, he was he was eating turkey left and right. Uh, we already knew he was a baller. 400 more yards through the air. Uh, another two touchdowns. Might as well. That throw he made for that Washington touchdown late down the sideline where he literally just lasered it in before that free safety could get there. Unbelievable throw that can only come from the power of turkey. Um, but, you know, there's always that, that one relative. We're not, not naming Whoa, any word. names. That brings, uh, you know, like a fruitcake to Thanksgiving, and you're like, oh, my goodness. And anyone that eats the fruitcake, they are gonna they have a long trip to the bathroom at the end of the night, yeah. and it, it's, it doesn't end well for them. Cole, who's eating their fruitcake? And then they start talking about politics uh. at the table. It's like, oh, my gosh, i got to redo this again at Christmas time. Uh, but I got a DTR. I mean, come on, man. You, you needed this for any shot of a college football playoff, and you overlooked U of A mm. for USC. That's what happened. Sad. I mean, how does a U of A defense hold you to only one touchdown, couldn't do anything on the ground after you ran over ASU, and you fumbled the ball? So I expected more from them, and we got this. A guy who I did not expect much from but still underwhelmed was Colorado quarterback J.T. Shrout. No. 11 for 21. <laughs> For 124 yards, no touchdowns, he turned the ball over twice, one pick, one fumble, and a very sad 5.4 QBR Ah. and one of his worst performances of the season. And, uh, yeah, Colorado got absolutely smoked against USC. That guy's been eating fruitcake all season. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, poor JT. Um, I'm going to go with another quarterback that's been eating a lot of fruitcake, Tanner McKee, man. Ah, Just ugly. And now Stanford has been the victims of multiple blowout losses now right after we thought they were starting to get rolling. Um, as Hayden would, might say, they're, they're probably the worst team in the Pac-12 right now based on how they've been playing, but it is the Pac-12, so you never know. So let's go ahead and jump forward to the big picture. It is week 12 now. Crazy how this season has flown by. Uh, we got some playoff rankings. A couple things stood out to me. Uh, one of the first ones is that I think LSU at 6 I don't think they should be ahead of number seven, USC. That's just my opinion. Of course, LSU, two losses, USC one. And then they put Bama, a two-loss Bama, at number eight, and a one-loss Clemson at number nine. Yep. I, it just doesn't really make sense to me. It's very ticky-tacky and kind of just shows the SEC bias that still exists right now. I don't necessarily hate it. I like the fact that USC still has a chance to climb with their with their resume coming up. It's actually the same top 14 as the AP poll, which is weird. I've never seen that before where it's actually identical like that. Hmm. But if I'm a UNC fan, North Carolina, I'm just bummed because I don't see a path for my team nope. to even crack the top six right now. 13? That's low. Sucks. That's yeah, low. That is really unfortunate. And then Clemson being as low as they are, that's your best potential win. Like Ugh. you can't you can't do anything really in the position you're in right now. Go Beavs. We're ranked again. We'll take it. I knew I, I figured we were probably gonna be ranked after our spot in the AP poll because the committee already treated us nicer than the AP before, but we'll take it. Another ranking. Huge news. Probably the biggest news of the season. The cheese it <laughs> cheese it is agreed to a sponsorship deal with the Citrus Bowl, meaning not only do we have the Cheez-It Bowl, 
but we now have the Cheez-It Bowl and the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Two Cheez-It Bowls. Big news. I mean, I think this is actually bigger for Cheez-Its. I mean, what if we get like a citrus-flavored Cheez-It now? This could be Ugh. a new collaboration. Uh, I don't know if that's a good it's thing. Disgusting. We oh. don't know. It could be good, like a lime and cheddar. It, should we be alarmed by this? Do you think, like if Cheez-It, how many bowl games get sponsored by Cheez-It Just before? a Cheez-It bowl <laughs> monopoly. Before we start getting concerned, it's like the Cheez-It football playoff rankings. When it becomes the cheese at Hawaii Bowl, that's where it's going to be like, oh, okay, this is a little too much cheese. It's <laughs> all right. Um, Lane Kiffin to Auburn. Hayden made some some slight alluding to something like this happen. It's heating up. What do you guys think about that? I think it's. I mean, it's not. It's far from a done deal, but I think it's kind of a slam dunk for both sides. Lane Kiffin gets to go to Auburn, which has better resources than Ole Miss. Then Auburn is. I don't know if you could call them a blue blood, but they're up there. You know, they've got, they're going to have as good uh, resources and funding and yeah, facilities as anyone in the country. So there's no doubt in my mind that he could win a national championship at Auburn easier than he could at Ole Miss. I would agree and with that. he gets to go against Nick Saban every year. And if you're Auburn, I mean, you'll take what you can get right now, and Lane Kiffin would be a steal for them. Yeah, Auburn apparently has a massive NIL pot or something like that that far you know, outperforms some other SEC teams. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he should stay, though. I like him at Ole Miss. It's been fun. I feel like he kind of matches his personality, especially that program. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if Auburn can get Kiffin, it's definitely a win. And then in a slightly smaller scale but still important, Matt Rule, ex-Panthers and ex-Baylor head coach, rumored to Nebraska. See, I also think that makes sense, and I could see that happening because Nebraska strikes me as a school – that is going to go for the biggest name it can get right now to try and fire up the fan base. Not that the fan base won't show up even if they hire the worst co coach in the country, but I don't know. It just seems like a fit. Um, you know, it's a big brand for, for Matt Rule, big enough brand for him to move biggest far he, away he from his roots. Exactly. He Temple Baylor before, so. And I think he could do some things at Nebraska, but I still I think Nebraska fans need to – need to lower their expectations a little bit. And right now, they just need to get to a bowl game. Yeah. They just need to get to a bowl game. And I think he can do that there. I mean, in the 10 years before Matt Rule got to Temple, that program only had three winning seasons. So he made that program pretty damn good. And then he went to Baylor and had mediocre success. I don't know. I just don't feel like Matt Rule is the sexy pick for Nebraska. Like, I would rather Dion. Marcus Freeman. Marcus Freeman, <laughs> yeah. Or Morgan Freeman, which I called him <laughs> at the beginning of the season. Kind of boring. Well, why not? Give him a shot. Well, yeah. But the Baylor thing, you got to look at the context, right? Because that program was in complete disarray. You read the Art Browse thing. Oh, right. yeah. And he turned them from, I think, a 111 team. He basically yeah. did what Scott Frost did at UCF. He took them from, like, a one-win team to, like, Big 12 contender Scott, in two I wouldn't years. compare him to Scott. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nebraska fans don't want to hear that. You're right. I, no, I said UCF at UCF. That's true, though. That's um, true. Our boy Rally uh, in the chat saying, Urban Meyer should take over to Mac school and bring him to the college ball playoff. Hmm. Okay. Would that right. be the redemption he needs? Didn't Urban Meyer already coach at a, a Mac school? Wasn't he at somewhere before Utah? No idea. Something's know. telling me Bowling Green, but I could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, no, I'm. Wait, hold on. Yeah, we're gonna look figure that out. Information As Colts free. looking that up, uh, last thing I'll mention in the coaching category: uh, West Virginia's athletic director. Well, who? Where, where did he coach? Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Yep. Two okay. years. So he should go back to Bowling Green. Riley's sure. got us in the chat. He said yes. Um, last thing: Shane Lyons, who is West Virginia's athletic director, he just got fired. So meaning, despite the upset win over Oklahoma, 
Neil Brown could still get get fired, get the boot. Yeah, I think he's he's gone at the end of the season. By the way, Cal fired their coordinators. Did you guys see that? Oh, they, they fired their offensive coordinator, I think. Is that a vote of faith in Wilcox, or is that a we're about to clear Maybe. the whole house? I I really don't know. I I could see it being a situation where it for Justin Wilcox, it could very well ride on how Cal finishes the season, how they look mm-hmm. optically. They need to beat Stanford, and they can't get smoked by UCLA. So that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, Cal, I think some big changes are afoot. All right, cool. Go ahead and put on those headphones for me. <laughs> Stand by. And welcome. Welcome in. A little loud, a little loud. All over the volume. Welcome to the Thanksgiving quiz show. Put or a view. I think someone <laughs> broke these headphones. It's like barely going over my ears. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's like well, sagging. Don't worry. The, mu- the soft music is. I just wanted you to hear that first oh, okay, music. That was bit. Lit. The people on the live couldn't hear it, but I just played some awesome music. Um, welcome to the Thanksgiving quiz show. This is the Thanksgiving episode. Just a reminder. Um, so let's. We're gonna do six questions in the Thanksgiving quiz. If I remember correctly, which I definitely don't, one of you guys won the quiz last year. I can't remember who. Do you guys remember? I have no, no idea. Okay, well, so. it's a clean slate for everyone. Here we go. First question. Aside from being celebrated in the U.S. and Canada, where else is Thanksgiving celebrated? Is it A, Mexico, B, Germany, C, Liberia, or D, Japan? Okay, so what are we doing? Are we locking in answers and then saying it at the same time? Yes. Okay, so can you repeat one more time? The countries A Mexico, oh. B Germany, C Liberia, and D Japan. You guys can play along in the chat as well if you want. Okay, got my answer. I got mine too. All right, three, two, one. Liberia, D, Japan. It was C Liberia. Oh my god! Wow. Oh, Colt, Colt, absolutely oh out of nowhere. Gosh. So congratulations, right. Colt. A couple of B's in the chat. That's incorrect. Riley said it a little susly late, so I, I'm not going to count that for him. Uh, next question. Liberia, man. When, <laughs> when is Thanksgiving celebrated in Liberia? Is it A, the first Saturday of November, B, November 2nd, C, the fourth Thursday of November, which is when it's celebrated here, or D, the first Thursday in November? Okay. All right, I got, I got mine. All right, three, two, one. B. A. B, November 2nd, and A, the first Saturday of November. Those are both incorrect. Uh, it is D, the first Thursday in November. You guys learn more about Liberia today than you probably ever knew. I think so. I think I've only heard of the word Liberia like twice in my life, and this was the <laughs> second. Yeah. Well, that was a home run pick. Congratulations, Cole. Thanks for playing along in the chat, guys. Um, it looks like uh, we had an Almodova getting it correct. Yeah, so my mom out. said D, but that was after you probably read it. Oh, really? No, I'm kidding, well. I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Let's let's jump away from the quiz for a second and let's get some week 12 picks in. We'll start with the matchup in the Big 10. We've got Illinois no longer ranked traveling on the road to play number 3 Michigan. Yeah, this just feels like a Blake Corum game where he's going to really try to uh, build that Heisman stock before the big game. So, give me the Wolverines at home. Um Denise underscore four devils said, when mom. are we going to discuss side dishes? Oh, don't worry. Oh, we, we will. Factor <sighs> fiction will Just be, wait, mom. Just we'll wait. Be absolutely all, right. all over that. Michigan, yes, is very dependent on the run game. But until I see someone stop Blake Corum, I'm not going to pick pick against them. So I'm going to go with the Wolverines. Okay, valid pick. Um, I'm, I mean, a Michigan. I don't see a scenario where Michigan loses this game. I could see Illinois making it a testy game early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, they've got a really good defense, but uh, they've kind of come back to earth. Same with Syracuse. 
Illinois and yeah. Syracuse have kind of gone the same path where they went really high and now they're and Kansas to an extent. Back. True, true. TCU is the only team immune to that. Speaking of which, we've got number four TCU, another trap game at Baylor. Yeah, I need to see TCU lose before I pick against them again. So for that reason, I'm going to go with TCU, even though I think this is a super sketchy game and they have a lot of things going against them being on the road here. So it's going to be, I'm not sure, but uh, I'm going to take TCU. I love Dave Aranda, but like you mentioned, I can't keep fading a team that keeps winning every single week I pick against them, so I'm going with the Frogs. Yeah, several notable things about this game. The first notable thing, the line is three. TCU by three. Reminds me of that LSU by three from last week. It's a very, very trap game here. But, hey, TCU was seven-point underdogs to Texas last week. The other wrinkle in this game, last year what kept Baylor out of the college football playoff was a loss in Fort Worth. And I guarantee you Dave Aranda and his guys haven't forgot about that. They're going to come out motivated in this game. Look for them to take a lot of risks, go for it on fourth down. But I'm, I can't go against the Frogs either. I just can't. So I'm picking TCU. Oh, hopefully that's not the kiss of death because that might be the first time all year we've all picked TCU. Yeah. I think so. So uh, next up we have a game in the Big Ten. This one's actually an underrated rivalry game, I'll say. They do play for a trophy. I don't know what the trophy looks like. Hayden wants to get a visual on that, but we've got Iowa at Minnesota. Oh, it's Iowa, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this is going to be kind of a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be the first to 20, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota, with Minnesota, they have the offense, obviously. They have something that Iowa does not. They both have good defenses. Obviously, Iowa's defense is one of the best in the country, but... What I like about this game is both teams are red hot right now. Iowa just beat the snot out of Wisconsin. Yep. Minnesota's won three straight. Um, but I am going to take the Gophers in this game, and I think that would pretty much lock up the Big Ten West for them, if I'm not mistaken. It's are never still... locked up. Yeah, it's that's never true. locked up. It, it put them in a much better position, but okay. it's still not safe because Purdue's still hanging around in there right. and and Illinois, to be honest. Right. Yeah, I still like Minnesota's offense over Iowa and. I don't know. Minnesota's at home. Let's row the boat. Iowa has been playing some very underrated good ball lately. Give me Iowa. And the battle is actually for the, the Floyd, Floyd of Rosedale. Rosedale. The wow. pig. Oh, I, oh, I hit my mic. There's, a, there's <laughs> an image of the trophy they're playing that for. That is an elite trophy. Um, a pretty elite trophy, so you had to include it. But I like Iowa. I like Iowa stealing the, the Floyd of Rosedale. Uh, next up, we have Boise State at Wyoming. We have a testy Mountain West battle for the Mountain West, potentially. Yeah, I'm going to level with you guys. I don't really know much about either of these teams, but I do know that former ASU head coach Dirk Cutter is the offensive coordinator go. at Boise. There we go. And uh, it's Boise State. I mean, I feel like this is the point of the season where we usually know what kind of team Boise is. They're, they either suck at this point and they're going to be 6-6, six and six, or they look like a really good Mountain West contender. And for that reason, being that they look like a good Mountain West contender this year, I like them on the road. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this game is very interesting. You got Wyoming, a team that already beat Air Force, and a Boise State team that absolutely shat on Nevada last weekend, 41-3. to <laughs> So Wyoming's 4-0 in their past four games, okay? okay? But they've won all of them by, like, uh, like one possession or, like, by 10 points. I, I just think Boise, 
is playing hotter football right now despite that BYU loss. And George Holani, the running back, despite a slow start, especially in that Oregon State game, the past like three weeks, he's had seven touchdowns on the ground. I'm going to take Boise in this one, but it's in Wyoming, so it could be kind of close. Yeah, um, Wyoming has one of the most underrated coaches in America. I've talked about him before. Craig Bull won three national championships at North Dakota State. He has always got Wyoming in the thick of that Mountain West uh, race, but I do think Boise State goes on the road. They get a win here. But if you remember two years ago, maybe three years ago, Wyoming had a huge win in this same stadium against Boise State, and that led to a Mountain West Conference Championship game appearance. I, I believe they lost that, though. I believe so, too. Who did they lose to? Sandy. Go San Diego State. I have Sandy. Yeah, Sandy was Sandy. A, Sandy was a high school I played in, in high school football. Anyways, uh, Montana at Montana State. They've been trying to get college game day to go there for years. They finally lured him in. Montana State. Give me the hometown team. Um, nine and one. So they're still very much in play for that natty down there in the FCS. So uh, give me Montana State. I think Montana was like ranked three or something heading into the FCS season, but then they kind of lost a few. You know what? I like Grizzlies, and so I'm going to go Grizzlies. Okay. Grizz. Maybe Montana. Might as well. I Montana State, simply because they have a quality loss to Oregon oh, State. I saw that. Um, yeah, I just had to pick them in that in that case. I don't know a lot about either of these two teams either, but I know it's a fun rivalry game. I know it's going to be an awesome environment. They're going to pack that place when oh, yeah. college game day goes there. I saw tickets to this game where the cheapest was three hundred twenty-four dollars. Oh yeah, for so this not a lot to unreal. do in Montana, and they're they're going to show out for that. But it's upset pick o'clock. Uh, Colts, why don't you get us started? You did, know, did I you got hit? I got two to pick from here, did, and I'm going to go with the the crazy out of pocket. Okay, one. okay. All right, so Maryland's playing Ohio State this weekend. Going into this season, I picked Maryland to beat Ohio State. Okay. And in Week 12, I'm picking Maryland to beat Ohio State. I think Ohio State (laughs) will overlook overlook Maryland in favor of that Michigan game. I don't know how healthy Travion Henderson is. That could be a factor. Maybe it's chilly this weekend in D.C. I don't know. We know Ohio State can't handle the cold. And Talia Tungvaluola, who struggled so much of late, <laughs> here's his redemption story. Give okay. me Maryland. Wow, what a pick! All right, mine is uh, it's it's a toss up, uh, and it boils down to Arkansas is a two point dog at home against Ole Miss. So um, obviously, both of these two teams almost came away with major wins last week. Yeah. Arkansas yep. almost beat LSU. Ole Miss almost beat Bama, but both of them lost. So this game's in Fayetteville, and um, the elements have proved to be pretty crazy there. It's freezing cold. People mm. forget Fayetteville's yep. like a mountain town. So that yep. could really uh, pay dividends it for the snowed. home team. It snowed last week. Yeah, yeah uh, Woo Pig, give me the Razorbacks okay. to pull the slight upset over Ole Miss. Forgot to give the uh, the update. Uh, your guys' upset picks didn't hit last week. However, mine did. Oh, uh, wow. Meaning I'm now 6-5 and five on upset predictions this year. So to get to 7-5, and five, we're going to pick a big one. West Virginia taking down Kansas State. Kansas State's a 7.5-point favorite. I like West Virginia to bring some more wow. Big 12 chaos. Looks like someone in the chat also picked... Arkansas Who? beating Ole Miss. Chris, oh. the Innovator 91. All right, thanks. That's, that's we innovative. Love it. Innovative pick. We're, we're actually... Come to Arizona State. Exactly. Number uh, one in that. Cole, go ahead and put the headphones back on. <laughs> um, 
All right, I'm good. All right, welcome oh. back to the Thanksgiving quiz show. We're back. It's time for part two in the show, and we've got some good ones here. We've got we have got economic themed questions, oh, and boy. we have a science themed question. So we're we're going back to high school boys. Uh, hey, I'm taking Bio 100 next semester. Oh, well, I forgot I forgot to take my second science class. So well, look they, out, Bio 100. This will get out. me ready for that. They're, they ain't ready. True. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> the first question: Prices for turkey have increased by how much this year? Oh God. Twenty percent. Fifteen. Or sorry, not fifteen. Five percent. Fifty percent. Or 15%. Inflation has been insane. Inflation's rough. Yep. Um, I got my answer. Yeah, me too. Okay. Three, two, one. 20%. I got 20. You said 20, you said 15? 15. 20% was All right. Oh, my gosh. Hit us with the deke, too. Hayden ties up the scoring at 1-1. What a pick. But, yeah, 20%. That's ridiculous. That is pretty ridiculous. Thank goodness it's not 50%. Um, Here we go. Next question. The turkey is part of the same animal family oh, as all of the following, except... So your job is to pick out which of these these birds is not, is not in the same family as the turkey. Okay. 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 A, peacocks. <laughs> B, partridges. From the song, A Partridge in a Pear Tree. Okay. It's that kind of word. C, quails. And D, vultures. Yeah, I got my answer. This is... Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. To be fair, I have no idea what a partridge is. But. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Quail. Quail. And you guys are wrong. It was actually D, vultures. What? Not what? in the same family. Quail, partridges, peacocks, and turkeys are all on the Phasian Phasian a day family. Careful. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it for uh, part two of the Thanksgiving quiz. It is to hide one one. Pretty big deal. We've okay. got two more questions on the horizon and a tiebreaker if it's not decided after that. Oof. So uh, let's Colt. Let's go to your corner. Let's get some lock Akeas. I saw you went 0-2 in a push last week. So I did. Does that put you back at 500? I'm like below 500 ah, with the two pushes. Pain. But you know what? We have to hit it this week because if you're going to buy a turkey, you're going to need some money coming in somewhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going TCU. Favored by 2.5? I think they do. I think they cover that. I think we got TCU minus 2.5 at Baylor. Okay. UConn is getting 10 points at Army. This team is hot. They're like feeling good. Also, Army is going to dominate time of possession. They're going to do all this stuff. It's going to be a quick game. Not a lot of scoring. It's just going to be tight the whole way. Give me UConn plus 10. Oh, wow. And then Wyoming versus Boise State. I like Wyoming getting 14 points. This one's at home. We've already discussed this game. And I definitely think the Cowboys can keep at least themselves in it, if not win the game. But what's most important here this week, guys, is a lesson. Oh, Much go. of the reward comes not from winning, but from the possibility of winning. Oh, All right. okay. So almost yeah. an out if you're, you go over three this week. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but let's jump into the scope of the Pac-12. We have got ourselves a fresh slate of six Pac-12 games. And, you know, that just it makes me very thankful in the spirit of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, let's make our Pac-12 picks, huh? And then with each pick... Let's say one thing that each team should be thankful yep. for okay. this season. So first, we have Washington State at Arizona. 
All right. Um, Washington State, what should they be thankful for? Should we start with what they're thankful for? Yeah, just kind of tie it into your All right. Pick, you know? um, okay, well, mm. they should be thankful for that Jake Dickert was a diamond in the rough mm. of a coach. I mean, he is phenomenal, one of the great defensive minds in the Pac-12 and really all of college football. And that's uh, their defense has been one of the tops in, in the conference all season. And I think the, the key against Arizona this week, who should be thankful that they – somehow landed Jaden Delora and a bunch of sick transfers in the portal. Um, <laughs> if Wazoo ha- has a chance at winning this game, they've got to run the football with Nikia Watson, who had another 100 uh, triple-digit rushing yards week last week against ASU. They need to stop Jaden Delora, but you know what? Jaden Delora, I forget what his quote was, it's personal. Yep. He's talking about it. Is this game is personal for him. He feels like... You know, his whole situation, Rolovich, all that. He feels like he got railroaded by Washington State. So you can best bet Delora's going to play with some fire. He's going to play one of his best games. And I normally don't pick U of A, but I'm picking U of A in this game. Oh, okay. The U of A pick. One of their last big wins in front of the home fans. Okay. There you go. There you go. Yeah. U of A, you got to be thankful. You're winning again. You have a Hawaiian at quarterback. I mean, what else would you like, man? That's perfect. And if you're Wazoo, I mean, you know, you're good enough to compete with anyone in the Pac-12. You're also bowl eligible, so very interesting. But U of A, I mean, you just went on the road, you beat UCLA, you're having fun now. And now Delora's playing a team that he hates. This is perfect. Here comes a blowout. Give me U of A. Yeah, Washington State should be thankful that they are bowl eligible. Arizona should be thankful that Jaden Delora came to their team. Yeah. And we're going to have a clean sweep of Arizona picks across the board mm, let's do this it. week. So we'll see if we uh, if we get ratioed for, for if Washington State wins. Um, banking against Sham Ward. That's my thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, next up, we have number 23, Oregon State, traveling for a midday game against Arizona State. It's got to be one of the earliest kickoffs in recent memory for ASU. It's like noon, 1230, yeah. something like noon. that. Noon kickoff. Okay, so that, um, well, I, I mean, it, it's Arizona at this time of the year. The weather doesn't matter. Oregon State's used to playing in 20 degrees, so I don't think 50 degrees at night is going to affect them at all. It would not have affected them. But I was saying before the show, Oregon State has just been rock steady this year. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. All three losses have been very respectable respectable against top 25 teams and then on the flip side you know asu they've been fun in this really weird kind of down year they've had their moments thought they were going to get smoked they got down four touchdowns against wazoo but came back and uh, asu they should be thankful that they've got guys on this team that still care and yeah. play with passion there and we go. They've, they've played a fun brand of football ever since herm edwards got fired but i don't think that's going to be enough uh, I do think Oregon State is going to take care of business, um, which is which is a bummer. It's going to be our all of our last ASU game, true, as uh, games as students. But uh, I know Budge for you getting to see Oregon State for the first time. That's a big deal. And uh, Oregon State, they should be thankful for Jonathan Smith because he is one of the most underrated coaches in this conference. You know, ASU got to rush the field once this year. Hopefully, it happens again. That would be super fun this weekend. But if not. We did it, and it was cool. For Oregon State, man, you're ranked twice in three weeks. I mean, that's pretty lit for a team that was never ranked in the playoff era before. 
And yep. so I think Oregon State's going to end up w- winning this one. They're clearly a better team, and they have beaten all the teams that they've supposed to beat all season. Um, but, man, I would love to rush the field one more time. Who should they be? What should they be thankful for, Cole? Come on. What, ASU? Yeah. You got to rush the field once. Oh, that was it? That was it. Oh, okay. Just, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry, I just didn't hear the word thankful, so sue me. Um, I'm not thankful, boys. Oregon State. <laughs> Oregon State should be thankful that Cole just did bah humbug. We got the Scrooge of Thanksgiving in the corner over here. No wonder he's not going to be here next week for Thanksgiving. My goodness, Cole. Ridiculous. Um, he's going to be in Hawaii eating musubi or mushubi. Musubis? Musubis. Anyways, with Fury, <laughs> Spam Fury Kaki or whatever they call it. Oh, and Sweet Li Hung Moi. Sweet Li Hung Moi with his Li Hing powder. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a win-win for me. I, it doesn't matter what the teams are thankful for. I'm thankful that I get to watch Oregon State in person, that I almost get to hedge Oregon State because if they lose, I get a really cool memory. I get to storm the field one last time with all my ASU buddies. And so I pick Oregon State to win this game, but either way, I win. You know, yep. I've put myself in a good position here. I, this is the plan. When I committed to come to Arizona State, it was a huge deal. Everyone in my town knew I committed to ASU. Um, it was for this. Exactly. For this Saturday. <laughs> yep. Anyways, next up we have Stanford at Cal, an insane historic rivalry game that has virtually no meaning this year. Yeah, um... Gosh, something to be thankful about. That is a tough question. Uh, Stanford. <laughs> I mean, thankful they're they're um, they, they had some good teams uh, under David Shaw in the past, so mm-hmm. they should be thankful that historically they have just dominated Cal as of late. Cal should be thankful that they're going to be favored in this game. Um, Cal has the bigger playmakers, they have the better defense, and they're at home. Stanford is just god-awful this season. Uh, give me the Golden Bears. Uh, this is one of those games that I won't be tuning into on Saturday. I don't even want to see the highlights. This <laughs> sucks. Stanford and Cal have, what, six wins combined this season. Stanford got that Notre Dame win. And Cal, I mean, can you get worse than this? You haven't won a game in two months. Give me Stanford because trees. Yeah, um, I think Cal should be grateful that they got to play U of A near the start of the season. So now they have a conference win. Stanford should be grateful that their baseball team isn't horrible. There you go. Their baseball team is sick. <laughs> I will say good. that. Um, I'm going to pick Cal in this game, but but it's not going to it's not going to be a fun game. No. I just don't I don't see a scenario where this game plays out like a fun yeah. game. It's not even Pac-12 after dark. This is one of the worst quality of Pac-12 games I can remember, to be honest. Like, both these teams just have it's no It's like Colorado life. and U of A from last year. Yeah, exactly. Just no momentum. But even in that game, those teams were bad enough for it to be a fun, it like, was fun look bad. at these two idiots play. But right. this one, it's like, oh, they both won a couple, so it's not like Colorado earlier this year rooting for their first win or whatever. It's like, right. eh. One, like, one of the, who, wow, who can get to 4-8? and eight? I'm like, not watching. Know? There's no Colts protesting this game. this game. Yeah. Uh, Madeline just said, "Wait, is this live?" Yes, Madeline. It's. <laughs> Did we say something? It's actually pre-recorded. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Oh, we say Did we say something? Uh oh. Uh, cut the camera. All right. Next up, we have a game that will be far more entertaining than this. I think it's safe to say we have all had this game circled on our calendars as the biggest game in the Pac-12 this year. Number seven USC travels to play number 16 UCLA. 
we essentially have a Pac-12 championship elimination game here. Yeah, and and before the Pac-12 abolished the North-South divisions, um, I had this circled as the Pac-12 South championship game, and I do believe that this is going to be a Pac-12 playing game. And I think it boils down to UCLA is the more well-rounded team. I know they're coming off an embarrassing loss, but just something tells me that UCLA is going to get more up for this game, and I'm picking them to upset the Trojans and uh, punch their ticket into the Pac-12 championship game. I think USC is going to have a very tough time stopping DTR. Their defense sucks, um, to say the least. And uh, conversely, I think you know Caleb Williams has been a little bit of a one-man show this year, as good as USC's offense has been. So I think if UCLA can slow him down and hold USC to under 30 points, which they're capable of doing. I like the Bruins. I, I think they have more paths to victory. Did you say what, you were, what they should be No, thankful? I think um, UCLA <laughs> should be thankful that uh, DTR did not declare for the NFL draft. He mm. is a five-year starting quarterback, which is ridiculous at the college level. And USC, I guess, should be thankful for their their boosters, their donors, <laughs> all the people with deep pockets that helped them assemble this roster and, and get Lincoln and Riley. The Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, not even it's not even like one of those, you know, teams where it's like, oh, you know, they've been waiting and signed some good classes. Like USC's always been signing classes, but now the difference between this team and in years past is they can buy proven talent. Yeah. So that's yeah. why they're not fun to root for. So there you go. USC and UCLA, they're thankful for each other. I wow. mean, isn't it so much better when your rival is also in the top 25? Now this game is a sellout in the Rose Bowl. This is absolutely insane. But I think USC is going to come out with the win here. I think there's going to be more USC fans in the Rose Bowl than UCLA fans because that's just how L.A. rolls. Wow. But, you know, I, I like USC's offense. I, I think they are more equipped to make a run deep, and they have a lot more motivation because they still have a chance for the playoff, whereas UCLA, it's like, ugh, we, we did lose last week. Give me USC, but I think it'll be fun and tight. I think this, yeah, environment's going to be insane. Um, I think USC, thankful for everything that they've gotten this year, just thankful to be out of the Clay Helton era and into the Lincoln-Riley era. For UCLA... They should be thankful that Chip Kelly mm. chose their program over all else. And they should also be thankful for Pacific UCLA of you because we have been riding with the Bruins all year. That's true. And that's true. not going to stop now. Give me the Bruins. UCLA is going to single-handedly wreck the Pac-12's playoff hopes in wow. Los Angeles yep. in the Rose Bowl. The ultimate Pac-12 act Yes, takes itself out of the running. <laughs> Exactly. And then next up we have Washington. They hold the college football MacGuffin after an insane win over Oregon. They play host to Colorado. I believe they are 34-point favorites in this game. 31 or something like that. I didn't even write anything down because Washington is going to win this game, and there's really no reason to expect that Ah. Colorado will even put up a fight, I think. But what should they be thankful for? Okay, I think Washington (laughs) should be thankful for... For is it Callen or Kalen? Is it Kalen DeBoer? Kalen, I'm pretty sure it's Kalen DeBoer. Is I think is an A plus hire. He and Sonny Dykes and Lincoln Riley to an extent were the best hires from this last coaching cycle, and he took a good roster. And really, their roster from last year to this year in Washington has been the same basically. I mean, he went out and Mm -hmm. got Michael Penix Jr. from Indiana, 
beast, man. I mean, yeah, he just changed the culture and the expectations, so they should be thankful for him. Colorado should be thankful that Carl Doral is gone and they can (laughs) pick up the pieces and maybe scrap away trying to get into a a four-win season next year and maybe, you know, a bowl game or something if we're feeling a little frisky in the next five years. Let's keep it in the realm of possibility. Yeah, but... um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Washington by quite a bit in this game. Hey, here's another game probably not going to watch at all. Uh, I got Washington winning by a lot, but Colorado, you know, you should be thankful because the season's almost over. Okay. Yeah. It's a, the bleeding's going to end soon, right? For you, Dub, you should be thankful for Pacific POV because all we did last year was talk about Michael Phoenix Jr. and they got to be listening because they listened to our show and we're like, you know what, this guy's good, and so they True. brought him over True. and now they're running. Uh, I, Colorado should be thankful that they're in the Pac-12. Yeah. So they they have because I don't know because it just doesn't they don't feel like a Pac-12 team currently and they nope. they they just feel like they're terrible. Um, and just as just as Vandy should be thankful they're in the SEC. Uh, Washington uh, should be thankful for Michael Penix Jr. But we've already talked about that. Kalen DeBoer as well. There, there's quite a few things that they could be thankful for this year, but I'm probably just thankful to have the MacGuffin, right? What a, <laughs> oh, what I a, forgot about that. What an yep. opportunity for Washington, a chance to defend it. Colorado's second shot at it this year. Don't think they're going to get it because they are hot garbage. I just don't think there's any way they pull this one out in Seattle at night. Um, next game, we have another potential Pac-12 championship knockout game ridiculous we get two of these it's like a semi-final yep. yes. number 10 utah at number 13 oregon yeah i believe we will know the two teams that'll be playing in vegas and i think it'll be ucla going up against the oregon ducks because they're going to win Ooh. this game at home against the utes uh yes utah has a little bit more momentum as more momentum as of right now but despite the loss last week i mean oregon getting to the pac-12 championship game going to potentially a rose bowl that is very much an A-plus season for them in the first year of Dan Lanning, where a lot of people kind of thought they were fraudulent, especially after that bad week one loss to Georgia. Oh, yeah. So they're going to get—I mean, both teams will be up for this game, no question about it. Especially after last year. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And this is just such a fun matchup. And there, and there you go. You know, some of the players who were on Oregon last year are going to remember how uh, Utah— Utah single-handedly pretty much ruined their season last year. So uh, I like the Ducks at home. Oregon can be thankful that Bo Nix has basically discovered what he was supposed to be at Auburn when he first got there. And, yeah, they should just be thankful for Bo Nix. And then Utah, just be thankful for Kyle Whittingham and and the great system that he's built. And, you know, the people in Salt Lake get get to reap the benefits of that. So... This is going to be an awesome game, but I like the Ducks. Oregon should be thankful for the concept of rebounding. I mean, this was after week one, losing to Georgia. For the whole concept of rebounding. The whole concept of rebounding. <laughs> everything that comes with that concept. I mean, they, they were being slandered. And to rip off as many wins as they did, and you know, too bad they lost last week, but they've looked good. And they've totally looked like a completely different team since then. Uh, so they should be thankful for you know damage control, reshaping their image. Utah... Thankful you got that USC win. I mean, because you really had to True. eke that one out. That You're still alive for back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances. I think this is going to be a really fun game. But Utah is playing some inspired football ever since they got the helmets honoring their, their former um, teammates. And I think Utah is going to win this one in a very, very close game. Wow. wow. 
Um, I think Utah should be thankful uh, that they're healthy again. Yeah. They have finally had a lot of guys come back from injury, and, and it's all happening at the right time. We saw them on that road game on a Thursday in Washington State. They had several key guys out. They pulled that one out. I think Tavion Thomas, mm. based on what people have been saying, is the healthiest he's been all year. You've got rising back with Oregon. I mean, just be thankful that you were able to have as much success this season as you did because it looked bleak. looked bleak after Georgia. Um, the loss to Washington obviously isn't fun. Bo Nix. No one knows if he's going to play in this game. It's not. It's not oh, a that's sure. True. It's not a slam dunk. That's true. And because of that uncertainty, I'm rocking with the Utes and oh. and the way the Utes crushed the Ducks last year. True. Yeah. So we'll see. And Ty Thompson could get a chance to sign the former five star off the bench. Um, Cole, go ahead and put your headphones on. Yep. Well, all right, I'm good. All right. Welcome Whoa. back. Welcome back. It gets him every time. He's never expecting it. Welcome back to part three of the Thanksgiving quiz on Pacific, the Pacific point of view, the quiz of the Thanksgiving of view, Pacific oh. quiz of view quiz. Part three. Gobble, gobble. Thanks. <laughs> um, this is huge. I don't know if you guys realize how huge this is. You're tied 1-1. Yeah. We've got two questions here. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. I'm prepared to get dunked on. When was the first ever Thanksgiving? <laughs> Hayden's fading himself. I am. <laughs> Is it A, 1621? Wait, the first Thanksgiving? The first ever Thanksgiving. Oh, I should know this, but is I don't. Is <laughs> it A, A, 1621, B, 1789, Ooh. C, 1569, or D, 1550? Ooh. <laughs> Man, there's one of those that sounds really appealing. Yep. We're thinking the same thing? I'm thinking the same thing. Okay. <laughs> It's going to be a nice pick. Let's go. All right, let's go. You guys are ready? Yep. yep. Okay, three, two, one. 1561. 1569. 1569. Hayden said 1561. Unbelievable. Colt gets it right. Oh, my god. It was A1621. So does Denise in the oh. chat. And she actually timed it out well. So I really wanted to say 69, but I knew you were going to say 69. <laughs> so I was like, I got to go with a different one. And that is what saved Cole on an that absolute late? whim. What year did we... What year did... Okay, all right. Uh, I, I have my Columbus years off. Sailed the, I don't know. No, after that. <laughs> um, here we go. It is, it is now the last question. Hayden, you have to get this right. Oh, okay. Cole can't get it right in order to survive. What is the average number of calories oh, God. Con- per person consumed on Thanksgiving? Okay. Per person. Per person. Is it A, 3,000 calories, B, 3,500, C, 4,000, or D, 4,500? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I think I know this one. All right. I've got a guess. Denise says 13,900, which isn't even I, an whoa, option. I, I think I know this one. Okay. Because I was doing TikToks today at work about Thanksgiving. All right, so Colt's got it in the bag. Let's oh, see if I've got this one in the bag. Okay. okay. Well, we'll see if he actually does. Here we go. Or Let's do it. We could I have used like different sources. Fraud. We could. We could have used different sources. Here we go. Three, two, one. Thirty-five hundred. Four thousand five hundred. And Colt gets it right. All right, He's, but I didn't he... know it. So what's the tiebreaker <laughs> okay. question? Okay. How about we'll do the tiebreaker? 
This is like for all the marbles. I'm willing 4, to put everything. Four thousand five hundred wow. calories. Yeah, I'm putting everything in on this. People eat a lot. Okay, fine. We'll go to the tiebreaker question because okay, it was just Mickey Mouse. Colt cheated, so he loses a point. Now we're back. Oh, okay, time. exactly, exactly. Um, this is the tiebreaker. The winner of this will be whoever guesses closest to the correct number. How many pumpkin pies I have no idea. are consumed <laughs> on Thanksgiving every year? Oh, <laughs> how many people live in the United States? I'm not even going to Google like this. Some people are eating more than one pumpkin pie. I'll that's, tell you that. that's true. Uh, me being one of them. How uh, many pumpkin pies? Um, <laughs> in America? Yeah, yeah. I, I believe the stat is in, in the U.S. on Thanksgiving. How many pumpkin pies? <laughs> Feel free okay. to guess in the chat so, as well. Um, All right. Uh, 200 million. I'm going to go with... 40 million. And the correct answer is 50 million pies. Whoa! Congratulations! Cool. That's unreal. This was like the, the most OP game show <laughs> performance of all time. That is unreal. An unbelievable performance. Wow. Uh, Cole, your mom said one billion, which is not even close. A billion uh, pumpkin pies? <laughs> Who's making that? But anyways, Cole, that was an unreal that was performance. Unreal. That was sick. He goes, he, he puts up a very impressed performance. Let's go into some factor fiction, some Thanksgiving themed. All oh, right, let's go. Let's Cole, go. Cole, your reward for winning that will be you get two names to spell in the name game later in oh, the show. Oh, great. Um, here we go. Factor fiction. Uh, a top four team falls this week. Top four? Yeah. yeah. Ohio State's losing. Fact. Fiction. Okay. Uh, fact or fiction, Stephen A. Smith should stop talking about college football. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> he should stop talking about several he, things. He was talking about TCU <laughs> this week, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Madeline says, Colt's best performance yet. Imagine formulating Thanks, a take about something that you don't know anything about. I Could know. Could never be me. It, even though I literally <laughs> said I don't know anything about Boise State. But at least State. you're not you're not claiming. I'm also you saying do. I'm not watching half the games we picked right. this weekend. <laughs> Come on. All right. Fact or fiction: The college football playoff rankings don't need their own show every week. Uh, I'm gonna go fiction because I do like the drama of it all. Yeah, I'll say fiction. I would say fact. Fact or fiction: The Egg Bowl, which is the Mississippi State Miss yeah. Ole Miss Bowl, should be renamed the Turkey Bowl because it's played on, on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. All the right. Yeah, no, I know. I like out of here that. With that. Also, when I think eggs, I the think gravy breakfast. bowl would be sick. Like, I think there should be like a breakfast bowl. I don't know why I went with that. <laughs> okay, <but> okay. <laughs> that'd be kind of lit. What are you talking hey, about? ASU won the salad bowl in like the forties. What? Okay. Fact or fiction? Dark meat turkey is better than light meat turkey. <laughs> Come on, <from> attention. <laughs> what was I supposed to call it? Okay. <laughs> At least I didn't uh, say. I'm gonna defer to Colt for that one. I'm gonna go dark meat. I I think so too for That's turkey. A nice safe choice. Yeah, yeah go turkey, guys. dark meat. Uh, okay. Um, fact or fiction? Stuffing. Stuffing. <laughs> fact. Or <laughs> get me fired. <laughs> At least I didn't frame it with. The, okay. I mean, when I said I wasn't coming next weekend, I didn't mean it was gonna be like because I got fired from the show. <laughs> Who's gonna fire you, Cole? We're we're chilling. Fact or fiction? Stuffing would taste better if it wasn't shoved into the turkey like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
stuffing has grown on me over the years. Uh, uh, fact. You know, sure. I like I love stuffing, but stuffing shouldn't be stuffed in anything. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, that's like it's such a jarring moment when you realize what happens with the stuffing and the turkey. A little bit. A little but, bit. But I digress. Uh, fact or fiction? It's weird that Thanksgiving always falls on a Thursday. I don't know about weird. I mean, I've just grown <laughs> accustomed to it. What what other day would it fall on? I don't know. You put it on a Saturday? It'd just be like or? a normal day that, like, normal holiday that just changes the day of a week. Like, uh, yeah, I know. mean, I, I guess. I, I like it, you know. It kicks off. Yeah, Thursday Christmas feels like a good too. day, you know? Because you got Black Friday the next day. Yep. And more, then, more yeah, on Black more Friday. On, more on that, yep. <laughs> I'm still on the dark meat. Fact or fiction, Black Friday is scarier than Friday. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, fact or fiction, <laughs> I'm not answering that fact or fiction, green bean casserole should not be a Thanksgiving item. You know, I've never had green bean casserole. You know, green bean casserole is the one thing that if a relative made it and they were, like, standing there while I was in line, I would put, like, a little bit on just to show, like, thank you and then... Probably not eat it. And then or probably something. not eat it. Um, you know, I know it can be done well, but um, it's just not my thing. So uh, that's really a hard question. <laughs> I think it's a good Thanksgiving dish. I just don't like it. I don't think I've ever had a casserole. You have not had a casserole. <laughs> no. I've wow. never, like, what eaten a dinner and someone was like, I just made casserole. Well, I remember that. Well, you should come to the Weber house for like two weeks. All right, let's do weeks. casserole. Okay. Probably have it five times. Uh, <laughs> a lot of casseroles. Yeah. Casseroles are good. Uh, it is good. Fact or fiction, gravy belongs on everything. I'm thinking. True. Yeah. It's, I, it's just okay. one of those, it's weird. It doesn't make sense, but it but it does at it's the same time. beautiful binding thing. Also, when turkey gets dry, that gravy really kicks in and helps. Okay. That's good. Uh, fact or fiction, mashed potatoes is the best side dish. Hmm. You know, I like stuffing. I'm going to go with sweet potato casserole slash candied yams. That's that's candy the yams best. is goaded. Yeah, I didn't put one there for candy yams, but two I, things. I to I've never had candy cool. yams Ma- either. Madeline said she literally made you a casserole once when she made us that casserole, and you ate it. You ate some casserole. I thought that was ravioli. I'm no. not ravioli. Um, lasagna. Lasagna. I think it was like a lasagna casserole. I think lasagna is a casserole. Anyways, I don't know what a casserole is. Here, mom in the group chat, put your favorite casserole to make. And then we'll make one for for Colt. And then we'll yeah, we'll make um, one for Colt. Riley says mac and cheese is the best side dish. Interesting. Okay. Uh, fact or fiction, there should be more than one Thanksgiving every year. I mean... It should happen more than once. Like, no. Once everyone <laughs> should be more thankful about things. Oh, okay. Oh, and, wow. That's a d- different take. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Sure. I, Give I, me two. I like the one Thanksgiving. But I... I Soft. I, I want to see more, like, cool holidays like this in the beginning of the year. It's all, like, backloaded. Where, like, April kind of sucks. True. You can move Thanksgiving right. where it happens. I do like where it happens, though. Fact or fiction, Black Friday is overrated. Fact. Yeah, I mean, Cyber Monday is where it's at. Oh, Cyber we Monday. Got Amazon, all this stuff. Yeah. Right, just, man. right. There's no Toys R Us anymore. We don't need to stand out, you know, in the cold at Toys R Us. It could just True. be me. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Fact or fiction, Hawaii yes. would be bull eligible if they're against the spread record. Was their actual record? Fact. Fact. I mean, we like we played a cover. That's we would true. be like, what is that? Ten and two? You guys are seven and four against the spread this year. Yeah. You would be. You That's would be. Unreal. Eligible. 
But uh, we're down to our last two minutes. Let's try and get a quick name game in. Uh, in honor of the Egg Bowl, Mississippi cool. State and Ole Miss, I picked an Ole Miss player. Cool. Um, his name is Joshua Pfeiffer. J-O-S-H-U-A. That is correct. Michelle Pfeiffer. And now Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. <laughs> P. Oh, that's correct. Ooh, but I don't know the next part. P-F. That's also correct. Oh. I? Oh, that's a miss. That's a miss. Your first miss. You're doing great, though. P-F-E. That's correct. I. That's correct. F. That's correct. E. Yes. R. It's a oh! Thanksgiving! It's a Thanksgiving miracle! Cool. The game show and this. And now he has a chance to go for two. Wow. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> we got a rapid fire. J Drummer. J A Y. Like a In chicken co- drum. Incorrect. Oh. It's not J A Y. Oh, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it is J. J or Jai, I it, I don't think it really J- matters. A? Well, you already said J- oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. it's not J A. Okay, it is J. J- yeah, E. Incorrect. Well, still, all right, still one for two. J H A E, drummer. All right, drummer let's... as in little drummer boy. <laughs> we'll let Michael Scott take us to our outro. Like like as in well, like chicken right drum. Right? Or drums. Yeah. Face Thanksgiving. There, there you go. Be their leader. It's over. Screwed. We are screwed. Wow, what an unbelievable, unforgettable Thanksgiving special. Cole just put on probably the greatest performance we've seen in a long time. Oh, absolutely. Love these Thanksgiving specials. They're always the best. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For a second, I thought it was going to be our last Thanksgiving special on some of those questions. With the <laughs> dark meat, light yeah, meat. Very well, very well could. Um, any any parting Thanksgiving thoughts of wisdom before we end the show? I'm I'm thankful that ASU beat Washington this year because Woo. that uh, I needed one memorable win in my senior year at ASU. I'm so I'm glad I got it. For uh, Hawaii having a football program. Okay. All right. And Big you know picture what? stuff. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful uh, that we've got we go. this show together. Uh, and I'm Drake. thankful for you, audience. Thank, thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Always a pleasure. Um, Colt's going to die laughing. Thanks, Walter Cronkite. <laughs> and if that's all we got, I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye. Going to come back to the near side. Pick six. You see